Hey there, it's Lacey J here to ask you to go to spacebearmedia.com right now to access all our content, buy yourself some merch, and most importantly, send us a message, the latter of which we'll reply to on our newly revamped weekly pre-shows, where we have as many fun segments as we do on the audio pod. There are current events with Christy, corrections and observations with Ben, and as always, questions with Derek. Plus, I have new fun facts and tell a terrible fucking joke every single week. Please join us, and please consider rating and reviewing us on your favorite app, or recommending us to a friend who loves Lost. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. It's Lost in My 40s, Season 3, Episode 14, the one we've been talking about for a while. Razzle dazzle. (laughs) It's called called Expose. It's a piece of shit episode starring Nikki and Paolo. Christy's bringing it to us. And we've got a special guest. I know we promised you two. There's a little bit of drama. Dear Edo had a conflict <laughs> with the lovely Dave. We've got one Irish lad for you today. Welcome back, Dave. It's nice to have you. Thank you so much for having me, folks. What a pleasure. What an honor. You know, Edo's not here, so I get to spread my wings. He's not going to be, <laughs> you know, beating me down verbally like he always does. I'm feeling more confident than I usually do. Um, yeah, it's very nice to have you back. Um, we are going to get into the razzle-dazzle shortly, but Ben... Could you please update us on what our power rankings look like after the first 13 episodes? This is going to be all revealed to Dave because uh, most of these episodes haven't aired yet. So you get to find out what our rankings look like. What a treat for him. What a treat for him. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we've got uh, Sawyer running strong with 71 points. Behind him, Juliet took up second place with 61, and we've got the mayor of Islandtown, Hurley, with 50 points. We also All have right. a, a two-way race for fourth place between uh, Ben Linus and Desmond, each with 49 points. I so, saw that. They're tied. Very, this is really tight. anybody's anybody's game still, because there yep. are some badass uh, Ben and Desmond episodes coming up uh, in this season. So I have there a feeling they could, uh, they could pull ahead. Yeah. All right. Any got, surprises uh, there, Dave? Do you, are you shocked by that? Uh, yeah, I'm a little surprised at uh, Ben Linus. So, so let me let me just outline the perspective I'm coming yeah. from here. So, uh, you guys know I, I co-host a podcast called Lost the Plot. We are currently only halfway through season two, right. so I have watched today's episode expose kind of out of context, yeah. having not seen the surrounding episodes in about. Five to ten and we, years. we put you through that long... last season as well. You came in uh, for <laughs> yeah. Charlie in, in his diaper, and you guys yeah. were nowhere near that <laughs> as well. <laughs> That's right, yeah. Funny, funny enough, we haven't even gotten to that episode in, in Lost. Isn't the that wild? Yet. Yeah, I, it looks like we're gonna have a tradition of bringing you in for the most fucked up, weird ass episodes uh, <laughs> in the show. <laughs> Yeah. So, so the, uh, yeah, the whole like liking Ben Linus, I mean, maybe it's a kind of love to hate situation, but, uh, his, his brief appearance in this episode, I think we'll talk about it later, did not, um, you know, did not get, get him any favor with yeah. me. Yeah, I hated well, him at first, but now I like him. So. Yeah. So we've come around, 
we used to give him bad scores for being bad, and we've all kind of come around, mostly Christy not as much, but to giving him good scores for being bad because he's just so entertaining yeah. and so... No, like, I mean, I gave him great scores yeah. right from the beginning because I love yeah. him. Yes, I love, I yeah. love how insidious he is, and I like, yep. he's always a step ahead. <laughs> I want to make it... Yeah. I want to make it very clear. I think he's a great character. I think he deserves like that that yeah. spot. But um, yeah, just just based on yeah. this episode, I was like, huh, people have been liking him recently. Right. Huh? Okay. <laughs> All right, Ben. So who's in the bottom three? And then we'll get going. The bottom on is uh, well, we've got dead pants, Danny. We have no real surprise there. Somehow, Paolo poop stick is is at negative sixty six points despite very limited showings. Like he's yeah. only he's barely been in this show. But we, we are hate him. We hate, hate his face. Hate fucking him. Um, <laughs> And then we've got uh, Anthony Cooper in third place yeah. with negative 32 points. Yeah. Can you remind me who the, That's, uh, the Locke's third dad. from the bottom That's is? That's dad. No, no, no. The, 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 the third from the bottom. Oh, Danny. Dan? Danny. Danny. Yeah. Who's that? Uh, the no, he was the thug. worst. Ben, he was going in reverse order. That's, uh, yeah, Danny uh, with the dad pants. He used to be dad pants Danny. Now he's dead pants Danny because he died. He's um, one of the others. Was he? One yeah. of the others, yeah. Oh, he yeah. is. Okay. okay. Had a real I temper. I really remember him, to be honest. Yeah. problem with Sawyer. <laughs> yeah, the one who was going to try to kill Sawyer, yeah. and then Juliet ends okay, up killing yeah, yeah. him. That's, that's coming him. back to me. Yeah. All right, guys. It's coming back. I think it's time. Christy. Finally. You have to. <laughs> Take us through <laughs> expose. <laughs> Let's do it. Uh, all right. We are at day 81 on the island, and Nikki is just frantically running through the jungle. Um, she pulls something out of her bag and then like starts digging in the dirt uh, and buries whatever it is. And then she's like stumbling and running some more. And we go to flashback number one. This is the best scene in the show. I'm just going to say it. It's all downhill from here. <laughs> yep. Running. <laughs> I can't. I can't wait to share my final thoughts. Like the uh, unorthodox opinion. All right. We love it. And don't lie, so Ben, it, because at the beginning of this next scene, she comes out in that like sequin bikini thing or like diamond bikini, <laughs> and I'm watching it in the kitchen, and Ben's like over his shoulder, he goes, "What are you talking about? This is a great episode." This flashback is the best scene. It's all downhill. I'm just saying <laughs> that. All right, Go all ahead. right. So Nikki's on stage in a strip club, wearing a white hat and a white jacket, and she is announced. As Corvette, the Prime St. Paul. Yeah. Um, Although, she, you know, do you get, there's sort of a connection there, like Little Red Corvette, the Prince song who lived in St. Paul, Minnesota. Oh. Ah. Uh, that's got to be it. Because I was kind of thinking Corvette's a shitty name for a yeah, stripper. Yeah, it is a shitty name for She a is a little too demanding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So she throws off her little white hat. She rips off the white jacket and she is in what appears to be a rhinestone-encrusted uh, bikini. Yeah. Um, she does check, a little... baby, check, baby, one, two. Right. Um, <laughs> she does a little pole dance. Rump Shaker by Rex and Effect is playing. Um, and then she notices a man in a suit enter the back room. Um, so she ends up following him. Um, and as she goes in, she sees him opening a case full of money, and there's another man in a purple hat facing the closed caption television feeds. <laughs> Nikki yells, no, that's the money for the orphanage. Oh, oh my God. That means Mr. Lachade, <laughs> you're the Cobra. What is Whoa. this? <laughs> Mr. Lachade is none other than Billy D. Williams. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Billy D. Right. I, I, I had completely forgotten that he was in the <laughs> show. It was a nice surprise. I was like, oh, my God, I forgot about that. 
Is he maybe, I mean, you guys are more familiar with it so far than me. The, the only actor of a similar caliber I can think of, like of fame, was Robert Patrick was in a Sawyer episode in yeah. season two. He's He's got to be like the biggest actor in this show, right? Yeah, as like a cameo. Um, um, yeah, I think so. The, um, yeah, I, that's, I, that makes sense to me. I mean, Lost never had any, like, big... I mean, I know Matthew Fox was, like, in Party of Five yeah. and stuff. All of them had, like, television yeah. fame. And I know Billy D also isn't, like, what you consider A-list. But for, for the time and for the oh, show, for sure. it was probably a pretty yeah. big game yeah. for a cameo, right? Yeah. 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 yeah, he's Lando. So far, so that's yeah, pretty he's A-list. the biggest one that's been in there. It's but, hard. yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's correct. I was watching Law & Order SVU uh, these last few days. I went on like a little bit of a binge, and I <laughs> bom, found episodes bom. with uh, with Benjamin Linus, with um, with Ethan, uh, at Juliet was in an episode, and then Boone. Boone was in an episode, and fucking hilariously enough, the storyline in the episode, he was having incest with his brother. I'm like, what? With his what? <laughs> with his brother. <laughs> Oh. I mean, it's not Shannon, um, you know, it's not like his stepsister or whatever, like his actual like brother well, in the episode. I just couldn't believe it was an incest. I'm relieved for a laugh. second. I thought he was being typecast, but you know, yeah, <laughs> fucking his brother. That's totally different. Wow. Oh my God. Anyways, it, Boone, Boone occupies a very uh, specific uh, a section of the sexuality, <laughs> right, band right, band exactly. which is incestual <laughs> bisexuality. Wow. It's a small group. Lots of representation, though. Weird. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, no. He also represents the vampires. Um, Indeed. They're pretty cool okay. people. So when Nikki calls out Billy D as the Cobra, he says, sorry, baby, it's just business. <laughs> <laughs> he makes a comment about her being both pretty and smart and then signals smart. for the other man to attack her. This, <laughs> this is the best. best. <laughs> She kicks the gun out of his hand, karate chops him on the neck, and yells, Razzle Dazzle! <laughs> Love it. Oh my god. This episode is going to be trash. Oh my god. I had totally forgotten about Razzle Dazzle. That oh was the fucking god. best. Love I think kicking it. the gun out of somebody's hand is probably my favorite. You don't kick <sighs> guns out of people's hands. That's just not how you disarm somebody. No. Yeah. Again, yeah. Unless, unless you've got some real razzle dazzle, and I guess it's possible. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! They, they turn they turn the cheese factor up to eleven here, and I love it. This is clearly supposed to be a parody of like Charlie's yeah, Angels. Totally. Yeah, right? like, yeah. so, so you know what I mean? Like they're, they're leaning into it. I think that's very self aware how just ridiculous it is, and that's why I yeah. like it. I love how you <laughs> casually threw in the turning up to eleven reference too. I like that. That's good. yeah. So she tries to grab the gun, but Mr. Lachade slash the Cobra slash Billy D pulls out another one and shoots her three times. Two other strippers enter and they see her body on the floor and Lachade lies to them and he says, Autumn, Crystal, bad news. Corvette was working for the Cobra, but fear not, he will pay. Oh my God. (laughs) Then we hear. Also, Autumn and Crystal. Autumn and Crystal are good, are good stripper names, too. Yeah. Yeah, much better than Carver. I always so, wanted to name a daughter Autumn, but now I realize that might have been a bad choice. <laughs> <laughs> so right. the scene is, is cut, um, and then the production crew rushes in. Nikki lifts up her head. Uh, Billy D. Williams is now playing himself, and he helps Nikki up off the ground. Um, they exchange some pleasantries about working with each other, and then Nikki heads over to the director, and he says, All right, that's a series wrap for Corvette. 
Let's Ugh. hear it for Nikki. No. I don't want so, to. So mo- <laughs> most of the crew cheers for her and she thanks them. The director is an old man. He's got to be at least 40, probably 50 years older than her. He's the kind of guy that does coffee enemas. <laughs> yeah. Dave, Dave didn't realize you were going to say, say older. He was like, ah, yeah, ah, ah, old. I, I thought you were going to say he's, he's like 40. 40. I'm like, hey, you guys are 40. You don't have to <laughs> <laughs> no shit. God. That's why I'm saying he's probably yeah. 50 years older than her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then he tells her that if she decides that she wants to come back next season, he'll write that Corvette was wearing a bulletproof vest. Ugh. She points to the fact that God. she's wearing a bikini and he says, bulletproof breasts. Oh, <laughs> my God. Oh. All right, spoiler, spoiler. Worst moment of the episode for me was that. <laughs> that's, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty I hate it so much. Can I can I also just say why in the blue fuck would they be filming the show in Sydney? I was wondering that like, too. All American yeah. cast. There's no way a studio would hemorrhage that much right. money to film outside yeah. LA for the show that absolutely does yes, not need to be this filmed. Is very true. Yeah, that LA. doesn't make this any is, sense at all. No, you're right. This is mentioned in disbelief. Yeah. Theories. Uh, razzle um, dazzle. That's what I think about that. <laughs> razzle dazzle, yeah. That's that's why. <laughs> Whenever something doesn't make sense, the reason is that's razzle. Exactly right. <laughs> Maybe the director is sort of like I don't know if you guys ever heard about Stanley Kubrick. Yeah, yeah. He uh, love him. He, he filmed yeah he filmed everything in Britain towards the end of his career. Even as last movie Eyes Wide Shut, which is set in New York, they they filmed the entire thing on a set built to look like uh, to look like uh, the East Village or something because uh, he was so deathly afraid of flying that he wouldn't leave the, oh, the wow. island of, oh, wow. of Great Britain. So maybe this director is sort of an auteur of shitty television where <laughs> yeah. he is settled he's settled in Australia and never wants to leave, so he has to bring all the production of his mid range shows. To <laughs> I'll buy it. I'll buy like it. Yeah, we were we were talking about uh uh, Stanley Kubrick a few episodes ago when uh, Carl was in the like Clockwork Orange scene and and they find him. I I don't know if you remember that name because uh, yeah. you're all out of order, but yeah, yeah, it rings yeah. a bell. It rings a bell. All right, Christy. All right, so this old fart asks uh, <laughs> Nikki if she's going to be leaving Sydney now that her guest star appearance is over, and she says, "No, I love you." Ugh, and he yeah. says, "Looks and personality, yeah, gross." He says that he loves her too, and then they kiss. Ugh. Ew. Gross. Um, back on the island, um, just moments after the opening scene, Sawyer and Hurley are playing ping pong, and after losing, Sawyer says, "Son of a bitch." <laughs> he wants to play best out of seven instead of best out of five. But then Nikki comes running onto the beach. She stumbles and falls to the ground, and it looks like she's struggling to breathe. Hurley and Sawyer rush over, and she's trying to speak, but she can only make out lies. Every time I see this, the, the, every time I saw this scene, I can only think of the scene in Heather's where where the Heather drinks the uh, the Drano, and then she just like grabs her throat, starts choking, and just goes cord nuts, and then goes right through the the glass table. <laughs> Are you too young for Heather's, Dave? Do you know what we're talking about? I I I, I know of it, but I've, I've oh, never it's seen it. Yeah, you weren't even born. It was it's 80s. so great. It yeah. is so great. <laughs> it's a was it a TV show? No, no. it was a movie. It's a movie. Movie. And okay. just yeah, as yeah, a side yeah. note, I used to work at a video store, and for some reason, we had that movie. In the comedy section, it is a comedy. Well, it is sort of. It's a satire. It's a black. It's comedy. a dark comedy. Black yeah. comedy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think dark, that it would have yeah. been. I don't know. 
It's it really dark. Like the, the cult section, you know. Also true. It's also a video like a store with like classic, real yeah. tapes and stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like yeah. A, we even had an adult room. Oh, I remember that behind a curtain. Yeah, they always have a curtain. <laughs> Not that adult. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna add this to my watch list. It sounds good. It's a uh, Christian Slater and um, Winona Ryder. Winona Ryder, Winona Ryder and then. Yeah. Uh, who it doesn't matter. We don't, have to, we don't have to say who the whole, we don't who the the whole, whole cast, cast is. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's the most important. <laughs> yeah. Heathers, watch it. Go ahead, yeah. Christy. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> it's on my watch list. <laughs> okay. So um, Sawyer says that they need to get water and help. He gets up and peers into the jungle in the direction that she came from. And as Hurley watches, Nikki stops moving. Sawyer turns and tells Hurley to get moving. But Hurley says, dude, Nikki's dead. And Sawyer replies, who the hell is Nikki? <laughs> <laughs> you have an excellent point, Sawyer. Last, last excellent has, point. Lost has done some great, uh, like, cut to title card yeah. You oh, yeah. know, lines before. This is what this yeah. is up there. Yeah. It's <laughs> the look on Sawyer's face, especially as well. He just looks like he's he's weighing the gravity of the situation, but he's also. Really, really genuinely like, who the fuck is Nikki? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's great. 81 days, you don't know who Nikki is. Right. <laughs> um, and she was apparently like a movie star or a television star. So, yeah. you know, whatever. Lost title screen. Now we are in flashback number two. It's 84 days ago. And Nikki is in the director's house. His name is Zuckerman. They're having breakfast. And Nikki is just going on about how great the frittata is. Shut up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's when Zuckerman introduces his new chef, Paolo. <laughs> Nikki compliments the food and he tells her that the secret is shaved truffles. No, it's oh, not. Shut up. Shut up. No, fuck off. Um, Nikki pretends to whisper to him that he should ask for a raise and Paolo oh. chuckles and Nikki bursts into laughter. So Paolo's leaving. He's going back to the kitchen and Zucker tells her that Paolo showed up at his office every day asking for this job. Apparently, back home, he's known as the Wolfgang Puck of Brazil. Christ, and yeah. his name yeah. and his name is George Santos. Oh my god! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think a couple of episodes ago, we thought he was from Argentina, but I guess it was Brazil. So, a- another unbelievable thing: he offers her a role, and she picks it up. I mean, people that skinny who are on TV don't eat bread. Uh, I thought, rolls. Huh? I thought, <laughs> <laughs> I thought another role, like like, like another show, she was going to yeah. be in another. Yeah, I thought you were saying uh, that as well. He, he offers kind of a... her a bread roll, um, <laughs> and she picks it up, and underneath of it, she finds a diamond bracelet. Oh, oh She's so happy, and he tells her that soon it will be a ring. He just needs to leave his wife. Okay. Oh, and God. you need to also lose the ponytail, oh, yeah. friend. I'm just saying. <laughs> Yep. Yeah, he's like a, a, the poor man's version of, um, why can't I think of his name now? I don't uh, know. Sean Connery. Goofy. Yeah. Sh- oh, okay. oh, yes. Yes. He, he, yeah. Sean Connery. We should, we, should call him, we should call him Con Connery from now on. Con yeah. Connery. <laughs> Con Connery. Yes. So all of a sudden, Con Connery starts choking <laughs> and grabbing at his chest. Um, Nikki screams for Paolo who comes rushing in Um, they both stand over Zuck as he's moaning and then once he stops moving Paolo checks for his pulse and says he's gone Nikki reaches for the body yanks open his shirt and yanks a necklace holding a key from his neck she snaps at Paolo about having to eat that kind of food that Zuck likes 
This bitch. Are you no seriously stopping in the middle of a murder to complain about the menu? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Apparently she I told didn't you. like the frittata. Uh, oh I told God. you she's just too demanding. <laughs> <laughs> so they enter a walk-in closet. Nikki tells Pello that everything um, there is way off the books and nobody else knows about it. So she puts the key into the lock. Pello's a fucking idiot. He pulls out a cigarette. What? How dumb is he? Really? <laughs> she, she reminds him that ashes are evidence and tells him not to smoke. Um, and then she's like, you know, we just poisoned him. Let's not poison ourselves. Oh, Shut the fuck wow, up. Nikki. In, in the show's defense, this does like serve the plot. You know what I mean? There's a reason why it establishes that he smokes. Yeah, yeah of course. It's true. Right. Yeah, You have to. So he reluctantly snaps his lighter shut and Nikki opens the safe. Um, she pulls out one of those Russian dolls um, and then she opens, you know, several layers of it and she gets to the core um, and <laughs> they <laughs> smile and Nikki says, razzle frickin dazzle. God. Please stop. I mean, oh my God. This, this use of razzle dazzle, I don't mind. I, I don't like nearly as much. <laughs> no. <laughs> you don't like razzle <laughs> <Yeah>. dazzle. <laughs> too far. <laughs> I, I do. Ben, I do like you, you know the, the the doll is an analog for Nikki because her character's got so many layers and so much depth and ultimately hollow. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I have one of those authentic from Russia. My great grandma, Lithuanian great grandma, owned it and it's been passed down to me. It's like from nineteen early early nineteen hundreds. That's the one that's in my office, right? Wow. Yeah. I uh, mm-hmm. I gave one of those to my mom, and not nearly as great a story. I just bought it on a layover in Moscow Airport. Oh, fun. <laughs> oh cool! <laughs> yeah, they're cool. They're fun. They're fun little things. But yeah, it's one of the only things I have from like that side of the family, honestly. Mm. Um, Although that time anyways. I was going through Moscow Airport, it was uh, in March of 2020. I was like fleeing from Southeast Asia uh, to oh, go home yeah. to Ireland uh, when Holy the pandemic cow, was breaking out. Of COVID? And, oh, yeah, yeah, and and so they only had one terminal open in this entire airport, but you could still walk to the other terminals. And so it's the only time I've ever seen an airport terminal like completely empty. It was wow. very eerie and very That's awesome. creepy. Yeah. yeah, that's weird. So yeah. So back on the beach, Nikki's body's laying on the ground and uh, a bunch of the originals are discussing what to do. Charlie wants to know what happened and Hurley says they checked for gunshot wounds, knife wounds, polar bear bites (laughs) (laughs) and found nothing. Um, Son thinks that maybe she ate something bad and Charlie wonders if she was poisoned. Hmm. Son is like, I'm going to go check the food supply. And then Charlie notices that there's gunk under her fingernails and wants to know where they found her. Sawyer says she came out of the jungle, face-planted, and said plywood and sayonara. (laughs) (laughs) Plywood? That's definitely what happened. Hurley thinks she said power lines. (laughs) Yep. Also makes sense. Um, And then Sawyer says she was five seconds from dying, so who knows what the hell she said. Hurley interrupts with a shout. Palo lies! Not power lines. Palo lies. Um, and then Sawyer says, who the hell is Paolo? <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Um, Curly tells him that he's her husband or boyfriend or whatever, and they live down the beach. So Sawyer thinks that finding Paolo is a good place to start. 
I love that Sawyer is totally like voice of the audience here. You know, the, the producers, <laughs> right. and not, not to get ahead too much, but the producers have straight up said that the, the reason for this episode existing was sort of giving in to the demands of the fans yep. who nobody yeah. like Nikki and Paolo. And Sawyer yeah. is totally just the, like, these people don't even go here. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. But then the fans and, want Nikki and Paolo or someone like well, them? It, it, wasn't, it wasn't that they wanted Nikki and Paolo specifically, but there was chatter about how like, why don't we ever see any of the other survivors yeah, during the, you know the, the first shirts. couple of seasons? And that was their response was to give lines to these other people, and then everybody fucking hated it. And they were like, "All right, well, be I guess careful gonna- what you wish for." Yeah, yep. <laughs> exactly. That's right. I saw a reference to the red shirts, like you know, all the survivors in the background, right. you know, the making torches and <laughs> yeah. yeah, the Steves and the Scots of the world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Flashback number three. It is 80 days ago, and Paolo is looking at a newspaper article on uh, Suckerman's death. <laughs> um, he and Nikki are sitting in the Sydney airport, and he reads, English expat Howard L. Zuckerman, the creative force between behind such hit shows as Expose, Strike Team Alpha, and Dr. Kincaid Esquire, was found <laughs> dead in his palatial Sydney estate from heart failure. This doctor, I want to know about Dr. Kincaid Esquire. Because, yeah, I mean, sounds... <laughs> so he's doctor a doctor lawyer? and a lawyer? Yeah. 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 Is, he like a, is he like a Doctor Who type who just goes to court on different planets? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I've watched that show. So the two of them laugh and they kiss. And then she notices that he's chewing gum. And he shows her the nicotine gum he has in his bag next to the Russian doll. Uh, they cheers a pair of champagne glasses to their new life together. Behind them, we see Shannon and Booth, and she is bitching at him (laughs) because there's no place to sit and wait. He screwed them out of first class. Now they have nowhere to sit. So, yeah, Boone tries to borrow a chair from Nikki and Paolo, but Shannon just starts bitching that she wants to leave. Um, So she tells him to quit quit flirting with random guys as they walk away. (laughs) What? (laughs) What? Shannon is is on a fucking crusade in this airport. I don't know if you guys remember the season one finale flashback, but she almost got Saeed arrested for oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. terrorism yep. and everything. Like she yeah. is just right. doing damage left and right here. Yeah. To prove to Boone like that she could be that evil. Yeah. She just d- yeah. d- does that. Yeah. This Ridiculous. might be her worst day. <laughs> well, to be fair to her in that particular scene, Saeed should never, I mean, this was post 9-11 and he's going to ask a random stranger to watch his bag and he's Iraqi. That's, that was not smart of him. And the PA always tells you the airport, don't watch other people's luggage or leave it unattended. Yeah. That's true. He definitely shouldn't have done that. There's no parking in the white zone. (laughs) He doesn't deserve like the wrath of the spoiled bitch Shannon. No, he doesn't. And and I think we can all agree that Alicia did the world a favor. Christy defending (laughs) Shannon. Wow. <laughs> At the by the end of Shannon's time on the show, I liked her. Yeah, I was the only one that was happy yes. she died. The rest of you, I was. I her. was happy she died. I wanted. I wanted the Saeed of old. Saeed back. was too distracted. Yeah, no, he was too distracted. Yeah. He's used. He was too useless when he was when he was getting pussy. You said he was. <laughs> you said he was cunt struck. He was cunt struck. Oh That's exactly <laughs> right. That's how my dad described me uh, with my teenage girlfriend. Really. <laughs> 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 <That's> the <one. laughs> 
That's funny. There's a little uh, insight into my traumatic upbringing. <laughs> oh my god, that's great. That's amazing. All right, Chris. Oh, so this wasn't recently. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, he, he was in high school like a couple years ago, right? <laughs> Doesn't feel like a couple of years. Yeah. All right, so, Chrissy, keep us on track, yeah, damn so it. So Shannon is still bitching as they walk away. And then um, assuming that they're a couple, Nikki says, promise me that we'll never end up like them. Um, so he promises <sighs> and they kiss again. Oh. And over the airport PA, we hear a voice saying, paging Captain Stewart, please pick up the courtesy call, Captain Stewart. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's my my. Airport right. announcer voice. Airport, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, is it Captain Patrick Stewart? That's what I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's Make time for another, one. another career move, Christy. Thank you. <laughs> um, so we're still in the flashback, but time has moved forward a little bit. Um, we've got Shannon screaming like a maniac on the beach. Because um, this is post-crash now. Um, and she's screaming, Boone! Boone! Nikki rushes past her, seeing, yeah, <laughs> seeing Jack with Claire um, and Boone with Rose. She sees Locke carrying a man. He yells uh, to Gary to get away from the turbine and then says the same to Nikki. And then Gary goes through the turbine. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Nikki second, is best, screaming. second best scene of the episode. Yeah, it was, that was pretty great. <laughs> um, so Nikki's screaming for Paolo. Uh, she turns a man over, and it's Dr. Arst. <laughs> My man. I was so happy to see him show oh, up again. I love him. I think he's great. The actor who plays him is fantastic. He's, yeah. He's just so annoying in such a charming yeah. way. I think he's great. I do love that he says, are we alive? Yeah, are we alive? Did we survive? Okay. Um, this is great. Boone runs up to Nikki asking if she has a pen. Oh. <laughs> Love this. <laughs> Love this callback. Uh, so Nikki finally finds Paolo. She asks him if he, he's okay. And then she's like, baby, look at me. Where's the bag? Oh, my God. He's like, what? She repeats herself and says, the bag. Paolo, where is it? And he just stares at her in shock. I mean, they just survived, survived the plane crash. crash. I know. Jesus. Oh, my God. She's worried about that bag. Yeah, it's kind oh. of ridiculous. I kind of find it uh, like strange that she was going to let him carry those anyway. Like, why would it be like she's already obviously after these diamonds? Why would she be la- allowing him to carry them around? Mm. Well, I don't Maybe. know that she did. I mean, the bag. I think it was just with them on the plane. Mm, yeah. Maybe well, she was just she put trying to lull him into a false sense of security before yeah. she stole the diamonds and then left. Same. Yeah, That's I'll buy true. that. I'll buy that. Yeah. Those diamonds had to have gone up one of their asses, right? The what? <laughs> the ass diamonds. That's what they are. So we're back in the uh, the now, and Sawyer, Hurley, and Jen are looking for Paolo by following his footsteps because they're all trackers now. Yes. Um, Hell yeah. They, they go directly to his body, and Sawyer says, I'm guessing that's Paolo. <laughs> oh, boy. So once again, they inspect the body and they find no wounds, just like Nikki. <laughs> Jin says something in Korean and Hurley goes, yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, my God. So Hurley I'm speaks Korean. You, they're starting to. He's like 
Stewie on Family Guy. Like they can just yeah, suddenly yeah, understand exactly. him even when they're not supposed to. Or yeah. like Scooby and Scooby Doo. <laughs> like they just understand. Well, well, him. Maybe Hardy has some residual Korean from his uh, dream in the in the hatch that one time where oh, he yeah. starts oh, speaking yeah. Korean to Jin. Yeah, cluck cluck. So they notice that <laughs> Pello's pants are undone and his shoe is in a tree. <laughs> Sounds like a party. glances out into the jungle for a moment. Jin pulls a water bottle out of Paolo's pack and uncaps it. And Sawyer yells, no, and grabs it and pours out all the water. He's like, two people are dead. They might have been poisoned. Hurley tells him that that was evidence and Sawyer's oh messing up with a crime scene. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sawyer's asking about where the forensics hatch is when, Julia, <laughs> when Jin yells, stop, monster. Monster. So flashback number four. 75 days ago, on, on the island at night, Nikki and Paolo are looking through some unclaimed luggage. She's like, how many times do I have to tell you? There's no such thing as monsters. Paolo wonders if maybe it's a dinosaur. <laughs> Definitely. Um, Good guess. Yeah. She's annoyed that he's not focused on finding their bag. She's like, look, we've been here six days. The Coast Guard is going to arrive any second. Coast Guard? <laughs> Coast Guard, yeah, like. Coast Guard of what country is Canada? Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Um, Imagine the American Coast Guard. Fancy meeting you here. Seriously. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We we often uh, float around the fucking South Pacific. Yeah, exactly. a lot of sense, Nikki. It was just some, some Coast Guard guy trying to, like, quit his job and abandon his life. And he's like, yeah. God damn it, he just, just can't get away from this fucking job. <laughs> <laughs> so Ethan shows up. He's talking about how he lost his luggage, too. But... He found some stuff if they need anything. The three of them exchange names. Oh, yeah, he's creepy as fuck. And Nikki says that they're looking for Paolo's nicotine gum. He played a pedophile on SVU. That fits. Yeah, that works. Ethan's character? Yeah. William Mapather. William Mapather, yeah. Tom Cruise's cousin. Yeah, Tom Cruise's cousin. Exactly. Yeah, so Ethan tells them, hey, the plane broke in two. Your stuff might be further inland. Um, there's a commotion and Arts is pissed that Boone took the water. So we're back in that part of the, the <laughs> show. Right. Um, a bunch of originals are there. They begin fighting. Um, and then this is when Jack steps in to break up the fight and give his speech. Um, you know, every man for himself is not going to work. If we can't live together, we're going to die alone. Little flashback, Jack hero yep. porn. It's, it's pretty good. You 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 got you got to work on the heavy breathing a little bit, and then you are hundred percent Jack. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so back in the now, Sawyer, Jen, and Hurley carry Palo's body back to the beach and put it with Nikki's. Hurley says, "I'm with Jen. It's the monster," <laughs> and Sawyer says, "Yeah, because that makes the most sense." <laughs> Hurley thinks it actually does because when Echo died, he said, "You're next." And Nikki and Paolo were with him. Sawyer argues that what Echo meant is that they're all next. Hurley's like, yeah, that's not really better. <laughs> <laughs> Sawyer wants to find out whatever he can about the jabronis, Nikki, uh, <laughs> Nina, and Pablo. <laughs> oh, my God. He asks where their tent is and say that they need some shovels. Flashback number five. Um, 57 days ago, 
Nikki's wearing white shorts because that's not going to get filthy on the island. Jim's um, been do- cute, uh, or son's been doing it. She's she gardens in white pants constantly. And yep. those, yes. are, those are blinding white every time. So she's got on her white shorts and her orange bikini top. Um, she's bouncing her boobs on her way mm-hmm. over to Art's tent. Yay. Yes, he is. He's pitching one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's got all these bottles with insects inside them, and she asks him if he's a scientist. He annoyingly adds, and an educator. Oh, my God. Thanks, doctor, doctor. Oh, my God. Doctor. She asks about the bugs, and he tells her that he's discovered 20 new species, and he's going to be the next Charles Darwin. Jesus yeah, because Christ. Yeah, ha- because he has a catalog of every fucking species uh, in his head so that he knows he found a new one, <laughs> right. I'm sure. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Is, can I just ask, because you guys have been watching more recent episodes than me, like, has yeah. this, does this have any precedent, or did they just introduce arts collecting bugs in this episode? I think the bugs the part is new. It's yeah. new. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It, yeah. it, wor- it works for me. It's a good way to sort of not naturally weave it in because it's, yeah. it's in character. It for, but I was just wondering. It make, yeah. It makes, if anybody's going to have a jar full of like poisonous bugs, it's going to be yeah. arts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. As long as they're not dynamite. And it gives them more of a purpose than just. <laughs> <laughs> and it gives us comeback more of a purpose than just a yeah. cameo yes. nod of the head. Yeah. You know? Yes. Right. right. So Nikki picks up one of the jars and arts says, ah. That is a Latrodectus regina. Very dangerous. They call her the Medusa spider. Her pheromones are very strong. One whiff and every male of the species would be here in seconds. Not unlike you, I guess. (laughs) Now, if if it's new species, then how does he know? know? Yeah, yeah. Right. My, what it my, does. My, my guess was that one was not one of the new species, considering yeah, he, yeah. he had both the Latin name and another name for it. So yeah. he found that amongst the other, the other, th- yeah. these things aren't aren't going to go towards him being the next Darwin. This is actually for- what happened was he took her to the lab and he ran some tests and some experiments on her pheromones, <laughs> and yeah, he yeah. was publishing his research when he exploded. That's it a- is interesting that. It's the Medusa spider. He doesn't explain to her what that means, but. I looked it up, and it actually was made up specifically for this show. Really? Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Interesting. And that Latrodectus is part of the widow group of spiders. Hey, like guess the black what? Widows. Somebody oh, fun might fact. have some fucking fun facts you're stepping all over. Oh, yeah. FYI. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to talk about dangerous spiders later in the episode. Ah. Nice. So Nikki tells Arts that she's looking for her luggage and wonders if he could help her figure out the trajectory of the back half of the plane. So he's a physicist, too. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, he gets all excited and he says, allow me to draw you a map, madam. Uh-huh. Oh, God, madam. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> okay. So Nikki glances over and she sees Paolo watching them. The two of them are now trekking through the jungle using Arts' map. And Paolo wonders if they should be listening to a high school teacher. Nikki refers to Arts as Leslie, and Paolo gets a little jelly. He does. Um, well, she's known to be with old men, so. Yeah. yeah. Nikki jokes that she slept with him to get the map because his spiders turn her on. <laughs> oh, my God. And then Paolo says, I wouldn't be surprised. You slept with Zuckerman. True. I wouldn't, yeah, I but, wouldn't say we slept. Yeah. <sighs> they probably weren't sleeping, yeah. <laughs> They both stop moving, and Nikki's like, I did that for us. It, it was shitty of him to throw that in her face. Yeah. So he apologizes and says that he just doesn't trust Arst, which 
whatever. And he says they should have gone with Ethan because, yeah, that's that's the better yep. choice. <clears throat> right. Definitely. He's more trustworthy looking. Yeah. I, I want you to I want you to remember now that you said that it's shitty of him to throw that in her face. I just want to save that for later. OK. Oh, gosh. No, it Ben thinks he's got something to say. <laughs> So they're still trekking through the jungle. They come upon um, Echo's heroin plane that's still up at the top. Nikki wants him to go climb up there and check for a radio, but he's like, no, I'm not climbing up there. I'll make it fall. Um, then he finds right. the door to the pearl. Yeah. Paolo wants to go inside, but Nikki says, wow, so our carry-on bag fell from the sky, opened a manhole, crawled inside, and closed the doors behind itself. You don't want to yeah. climb up to a plane, but now you want to climb down a ladder into a dark tunnel? I don't think so. She shuts She's the door. A bitch, but yeah, she, yep. that was yeah. funny. That was funny. Yep. Yeah. Um, so she shuts the door and they just walk off. It's wild that they found the pearl like that early on and nobody else had any idea. And they said nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It speaks to their sort of selfishness and, and tunnel vision, I guess, of like they only just yeah. care about their own shit, especially Nick, Nikki. Like they don't really care about anyone else. No. Yeah. Right. We've got Sawyer rummaging through Nikki and Paolo's tent because, <laughs> you know, that's what he does. He's getting some shit for himself. Yeah. Charlie comes up to them uh, to let them know that Sun checked the food and nobody else is sick. He wonders if maybe it's a virus. And Hurley says, dude, monster. and then he notices the jars with the bugs charlie says these belong to arts before he exploded (laughs) (laughs) so sorry is it implied here that nikki and paolo just moved into his tent no it's their own tent oh well okay so they took the bugs from Arts' tent yeah i guess it's like that she adopted the bugs after he died maybe yeah yeah okay it's weird that they're the bugs are still alive yeah, yeah, in, in, in these jars. jars. Yeah, a little bit like, bu- mo- like out there catching mosquitoes and feeding them. <laughs> like, or, or, folks can go quite a while without eating, yeah. though, right? Most of them. Yeah, uh, I guess so. I don't know. Maybe not. So Charlie finds a script for expose. Sawyer doesn't know what it is, um, but a very excited Hurley explains, "It's only the most awesome hour of television ever. What? It's like Baywatch, only better. It's about <laughs> oh, Autumn my. and Crystal." Two strippers that solve crimes with the help of their suave, smooth-talking club owner, Mr. Lashade. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that it. sounds that awesome. Hurley figures that expose must have been Nikki's big break. And then he says, no way, Mr. Lashade was the Cobra? <laughs> <laughs> he tells everyone that the Cobra's identity has been shrouded in mystery for four seasons. Who gives a shit? Right, nobody really cares. <laughs> <clears throat> and then Sawyer finds a walkie-talkie in Paolo's luggage. The whole shroud in a mystery for four seasons has to be a little nod by the writers as well, right? About <laughs> like yeah. people yeah. being frustrated <laughs> with the lost mysteries. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, yeah. that's funny. So uh, when Sawyer finds the walkie-talkie, he says that every one of those bastards on the other side of the island had one of these. So he thinks that Nikki and Paolo were working with the others. Mm-hmm. Flashback number six, 48 days ago. Shannon and Art start arguing with Kate when Nikki and Paolo approach. Shannon wants to know what Kate thinks gives her the right. Kate tells her that the decision was best for everybody. And Art says, I'm sorry, you, my mother? Because she knows what's best for me. Oh, boy. Other than that, I decide. Other than that. Blow up already. He's a mama's boy. 
He probably lives in his mother's basement. Oh, boy. Is Arson um, so, in so? Yeah. <laughs> Nikki and Paolo walk up to find out what happened. And Shannon says that Kate and her two boyfriends found a case full of guns and didn't tell anyone. Her two boyfriends. Two boyfriends. Yeah. <laughs> Kate tells them that the case is locked and the key is around Jack's neck. Arts is pissed and starts quoting Animal Farm by George Orwell. The pigs are walking, huh? The pigs are walking. <laughs> I do like him for quoting Orwell. Yeah, yeah that, that, that went completely over my head, but yeah, that, that makes Did sense. <laughs> Animal Farm was one of my favorite books in like high school. Yeah, so I, yeah. I read it. I just, I just completely missed the reference. So. It's the only book I think that pigs walk in. <laughs> it's cornered that market. Nikki turns to Kate and asks, so where did you say you found that case? Of course. Oh, boy. Yep. So now we're at the waterfall and Nikki is trying to convince Paolo to dive in and look for their luggage. She says that he owes her for throwing Zuck in her face. He wonders if she didn't need him to find the bag if they'd even still be a couple. True. She says that bag is worth $8 million. Just dive in, Paolo. She knows the like value of a pile yeah. of diamonds. The, the thing the is, yeah, it. yeah, it, it's only worth eight million dollars if you have a fence. And I was like, right, come on. There's probably not one on the island. Does anyone else start to feel a little bad for Paolo here? I mean, he is he's he's kind of yes. he's kind of yeah. a sweet boy at the end of the day, right? Yeah, he's in a uh, he's in an abusive relationship with a mm. raging bitch. Yep. <laughs> uh, no, I mean they're both scheming murderers. So fuck him. Yeah, I'm with oh. that. Yeah, I, I don't feel bad for him at all. But he's weaker than she is. That's yeah. his only issue. That's the difference, yeah. Yeah. That's true. He so, did murder somebody. But, like, a, a good, like, eighth of the cast is a murderer. Yeah, true. <laughs> and if, if I was going to murder anyone, uh, well, actually, I got I guess I get to decide who I get to murder at the, at the end of you this. You do, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. It's, not, it's, not, uh, it's not Howie Zook, but yeah, yeah. yeah, I can sympathize with someone wanting to murder him. Yes. Can we can, we, can right. we stick with Con, con Shonery? I, I actually really prefer <laughs> that. Yeah, yeah. that. Yes, Con Shonery. Sorry, yes. Con Shonery. Yes, yes. Right. Call me by so, my name. <laughs> you know, Nikki just yelled Long. at him to dive in, and Paolo dives in. He finds the bag, but he leaves it there. He comes up to the surface, and he lies to Nikki, saying there were only dead bodies down there. So Nikki just walks away in a huff, and Paolo dives underwater again. Okay, excuse me, but if the diamonds are so fucking important to you, then get your little princess ass in there under the yeah, water and look for them agreed. yourself. Yeah, I mean, yes. can, she, can she not swim? What the hell? She's just a bitch. Can I ask, uh, and I'm genuinely wondering this, would the presence of dead bodies in that lagoon, would that, like, infect the water at all? Or like, yeah, I was always water. thinking, yeah. like, huh, Nasty. let me open, like, if a dog licks your eye, you're going to get an infection. So my guess is that swimming in a place with rotting flesh is probably going to be yeah, bad for, you know, yeah. I don't brains. know if there's enough water flow in and out of it that it doesn't really matter. Or I don't think anyway. it's going to, like, seep in through your skin, though. As long as you're not drinking the water, I doubt yeah, it would be yeah. toxic. But you open your eyes. You open your yeah, eyes. Yeah, yeah that's true. That, so that's a membrane that would absorb pretty Pink eye, yeast infections. Yeah. Pink eye. All right. Well, I would get a yeast infection for $8 million. <laughs> hey. I'm just throwing that out there. Amen, if anybody has, has an offer like that, <laughs> I'm taking, I'm, I, I would do that. All right. Go ahead, Christy. So standing over their bodies, Hurley wonders how long they, they had been helping the others. Sawyer says, like Michael. 
Sawyer thinks that the others could be nearby. Hurley doubts it, but then Sun reminds him that somebody dragged her into the jungle and nearly killed her once. Mm. Charlie and Sawyer glance at each other, and Sawyer tells everyone to stay there. He pulls out his gun and goes to do a perimeter speech. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. I laughed out loud when he said it, and then laughed yeah. even more when Hurley called bullshit on it. Yeah. yeah. He's like, what the fuck is a perimeter sweep? Yeah. yeah. Hurley asks Charlie what a perimeter sweep is, and Charlie doesn't know, but he does suggest covering up the bodies. Flashback number seven. It's 32 days ago and it's nighttime and Paolo is on the beach digging through his carry-on bag that he found in the waterfall. He opens and chews some nicotine gum before starting to bury the doll. Locke approaches and surprises him. You know, Locke in the box. Yep, shocker. (laughs) He calls Paolo by name and tells him everybody's entitled to their secrets, but he suggests not burying them there. He says, things don't stay buried on this island. Ooh. Then he explains that the beach is eroding and high tide is coming. So Paolo needs to find a place that won't wash away. Do you think? Do you guys think that's foreshadowing the upcoming Nikki and Paolo zombie episode? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so sorry. sorry, Derek. I uh, didn't mean to spoil. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I you're think, supposed to earmuff him. I think, <laughs> honestly, get, given the number of bodies they put in shallow graves in the sand already, it's kind of rich that... Th- th- that Locke is telling him not to bury things there. Yeah, right. I know. Is rife. I was blown away by that too. So that anyway. right for a zombie apocalypse though. If it, if, yeah. Right. <laughs> Locke says that he'll see Paolo back at camp and leaves him there staring at the doll. Paolo is now back at the Pearl. He opens the hatch and enters using a flashlight. He finds the bathroom and hides the doll in the plumbing at the back of the toilet. Before he can leave, he hears voices. Ben asks who left the hatch opened, and Juliet tells him that Tom was down there a couple of days ago. They turn on one of the monitors in the room, and they watch Jack and the swan. Juliet says he's cute, but that he'll never agree to do the surgery. And Ben says that he'll convince Jack by finding out what he's emotionally invested in and then exploiting it, just like he does with everything else. Okay, sorry, can I interject there? Because I didn't remember this at all. So that is footage of him in the swan. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, yeah. and the characters learned at some point that there were cameras in this one, and that they could be they watching. No, in real time. But this is okay. this is um, Paolo finding out before anyone else knew, and not saying anything. Yeah. Right. So okay. that yeah. Gotcha. So in in okay. real time, they've been there, um, and they do. There is another scene right where he comes out from the toilet. That's when yeah, they discover yeah. it. I remember yeah. that, yeah. Okay, because I was yeah. confused. I thought it was I thought it was Jack in the Hydra at first, but then the way Ben and Juliet were talking, I was like, okay, well, that obviously hasn't happened yet. Yeah. Uh, also, can I just say that the crispness of that picture of Jack on that screen for this fucking right. 1970s technology. Yes. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. HD like, quality. It's, it's like more <laughs> HD than was available in 2005. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Magic Hatch. Dharma Initiative are ahead of their time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Juliet asks if they're going to kidnap Jack, Ford, and Austin. Ben says no, they need to come to us, and he's going to use Michael to do it. Juliet says that the Pearl is creepy and she wants to leave. 
After they go, Paolo sneaks back out of the bathroom and he finds the walkie-talkie on the table. Now back in real time, Hurley runs up to Desmond to ask him if he knows anything about the deaths of Nikki and Paolo. And Desmond's like, I just get flashes of stuff. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> Hurley says, no offense, dude, but as far as superpowers go, yours is kind of lame. Thanks anyway. <laughs> Desmond tells him that he did see Nikki yelling at Sawyer this morning right before she died. So down the beach where the bodies are, Vincent yanks the covers off their bodies and Hurley <laughs> yells, Vincent, dude. <laughs> Charlie says, Nikki fighting with Sawyer proves nothing. Do you think Hurley Vincent's like trying to alert them there? Like these people are alive? Yeah, that's that's what I had. Yeah. Vincent made my top three characters for that very reason. <laughs> I was like, he was trying <laughs> to warn them. Vincent's like, hello. <laughs> All right. So, um, Charlie says that Nikki fighting with Sawyer proves nothing. Hurley's suspicious of Sawyer's desire to investigate this after lying about knowing Nikki. And Sun says, Sawyer's not a murderer. He went all the way across the island to help Michael. It's the others. I know what they can do. Oh Hurley says that he's going to go mm. get Desmond so he can tell them himself what he saw. He leaves and Charlie says, it was me. Sun is clearly confused, and Charlie confesses that it was he who attacked her. It was after Locke had hit him and humiliated him. Sawyer said that he could get even with Locke by kidnapping her and blaming the others. Without a word, Sun turns around with a tear in her eye and just walks away, while Charlie mutters, sorry. Ouch. Yeah. I give Charlie points for coming clean. Yeah, this I, this is like the beginning of his redemption, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I was impressed. Yeah. Flashback number eight. Now we're only nine days ago. Locke, Saeed and Desmond approach a group of the survivors, including Nikki and Paolo. And he tells them that they're heading out to the Pearl station. If anybody wants to go, Nikki volunteers and Paolo's annoyed. So she says, you always whine about not being included. Now's our chance. We've seen this, you know, ep this in another episode. So inside the Pearl, the group is trying to fix the monitors when Paolo goes into the bathroom to retrieve the doll, which I don't understand why he would retrieve it at this point. Just leave it. It's a good hiding place, you know? Yeah. Maybe because they found the spot. Yeah. And he was just like really concerned, I guess, that Nikki finally came back here, you know, and, and so she I don't know. That's true. I, I, like Nikki's I, close to the diamond, so yeah, he's nervous. Exactly. I, I, I think wants he just got him. like yeah, he he just got camera or like stage fright about it, right? He's like, this is too close for call. I need them yeah. on my person from now on. Yeah, that makes sense. So um the Pearl orientation video is replaying with Nikki pointing out the pluralized form projects. <laughs> She's saying that in the orientation video they mention projects with an S. As in, uh, oh, it's not a project. Know, and they hadn't noticed that before. Okay. Um, Paolo retrieves the bag of diamonds, flushes the toilet, and goes back into the main room. The rest of them turn around from the sound of the toilet, and uh, Paolo announces, the toilet still works. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Does the sink? Because I didn't hear you wash your hands, you dirty. No. That's right. Gross. Gross, Paolo. And that's why we call you Poopstick. Poopstick, yep. Paolo. <laughs> 
So the group is digging graves for Nikki and Paolo. And I'm wondering where the fuck they got all these shovels. That's a lot of shovels that they have. Yes. A I lot of shovels, a lot of torches. A lot but of no shoes. shoes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and again, and again, they're digging graves on the beach. Once That's again. eroding. Like, yeah. That's eroding. Yeah. yeah. Her- Hurley demands Sawyer give him the gun. Sawyer pulls out the clip and shows him it's not even loaded. So Hurley says that Desmond saw him fighting with Nikki and Sawyer replies, oh, I see what this is. Villagers have got themselves some torches. 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 Here we go again. Yep. Yep. He says that he and Nikki were fighting this morning because she wanted him to give her a gun. Sawyer then mentions the dirt under her nails, explaining that she was digging just before she died. And there was another mound of dirt near Paolo. He says, and if you take the time to dig a hole right before you die, then what you're hiding is probably damn good. Razzle dazzle. <laughs> Razzle freaking dazzle. <laughs> Son asks what it was that w- Nikki had been hiding and Sawyer tosses her the pouch filled with diamonds. Um, Sawyer says they can have the diamonds and he had nothing to do with whatever happened to those two. And then he walks away. 12 hours ago in this flashback, number nine, Nikki's sitting on the beach when Paolo joins her and Nikki's just lamenting that two weeks ago it was Thanksgiving and they missed it. Um, like Paolo even really celebrates Thanksgiving. He's Brazilian. Yeah, I don't think they do. Well, um, I mean, if you live in the United States, then maybe you would. Yes, but yeah. he was the Wolfgang Puck of Brazil. Don't, don't, don't forget that. <laughs> uh, Dave, you have moved from Stockholm, right, to Toronto. Yeah, yeah. I'm in Toronto. And you've lived we- in Canada before. Do you celebrate their Thanksgiving? It's in October. Ours is in yeah, November. Yeah. I, yeah, I do the Canadian Thanksgiving thing. I've got yeah, some see, family here. Go. So I, uh, yeah, but I don't so, think it exists outside of Canada or the United States. No, I think we're the only two countries that have it. Yeah, mm-hmm. one in October and one in November. And um, that's when we pretend that we didn't commit genocide against the indigenous peoples. That's the one. Um, Yep, it's a real special day. Great food, though. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So I can only stand turkey once a day or once a year. <laughs> right. So he could have uh, done that. I I think turkey's the actually the worst part about it. I'm all about the dressing. The sides, the, yeah. The side dishes. Yeah, it's all about the carbs on Thanksgiving. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Go ahead, Christy. Get so, us to you the know, end of this fucking episode. <laughs> she's like, you know, we miss Thanksgiving and we're going to miss everything. He says that they'll eventually be rescued and maybe not finding the bag is a good thing for them. He says it might have torn them apart. They both smile and agree. And Paolo says that he's going to go get some breakfast and bring it back. As he leaves, Nikki glances at the sand and notices the nicotine gum package. Now, come the fuck on. You seriously, she's going to sit in the exact spot that shit falls out of his pocket? (laughs) Yep. Or did I it fall out just it. then when he got up? Or like, how is he this careless? My God, Paolo. I could believe it. What I want to know is, do you think that Nikki was genuinely ready to just give it up there? Do you no. know what I mean? No. no. She, it wouldn't be consistent with her character, right? I mean, no. I mean no. I get, like, that's why I went. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> if it is, if it is true, it is somewhat redemptive for her, like that she nope. really does care about Paolo. But yeah, uh, no redemption. Press X to doubt. Yeah, yeah. No, don't think so. So now we come to the scene where Nikki is uh, demanding a gun from Sawyer. And Sawyer says, the A-team took them all. (laughs) And even if they didn't, the fire you're breathing would prevent me from giving you one anyway. 
He tells her to go stick her head in the ocean and cool off. (laughs) Across the beach, Desmond is watching them argue, and Nikki says, thanks for nothing, and leaves. Sawyer shouts (laughs) after her, and who the hell are you? (laughs) (laughs) Which is actually actually a great sort of getting Sawyer off the hook, because, you know, in the start of the episode when he goes, who the hell's Nikki, and he didn't know her name and everything, Hurley sort of used that as like... Not he used it, but that to Hurley was like a sign of Sawyer's suspicion. That made him Hurley, suspicious. Yeah, yeah. Hurley right. thought that Sawyer was pretending, but he really didn't know. Right. <laughs> he, doesn't, he, he doesn't care. <laughs> so now we're back at the bodies and Sawyer, shirtless and all coconut oiled up. Goddamn. Yeah, he was. You gotta closes, be oiled up to dig graves. It's just yeah. like the rule on the island. <laughs> yeah. He closes her eyes and he whispers, thanks for nothing. So as he's digging the grave... Son approaches him and tells him that Charlie spilled the beans on the kidnapping. Sawyer wants to know if she's going to tell Jin, and she says no, because then the, we'd have to dig another grave. Ooh, Ooh. Yeah, oh, she's yeah. right. Jin would fuck him up. Yep. Love that line. Ooh, yep. She throws him the diamonds and calls them worthless here and then slaps him across the face. Damn right. I mean, e- easy, easy for her to do, though. Her family owns a chain of, like, multi-million dollar hotels. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's not going to be wanting if she gets yeah. off the yeah. island. Yep. So they've now got Nikki and Paolo down in the grave. Um, a small group has gathered for the funeral, <laughs> early giving the eulogy. <laughs> Nikki and Paolo, I guess we didn't really know you very well. And it appears you killed each other for diamonds. Oh, boy. But I know there are good parts to you, too. You were always nice to me. And you're a member of the camp. And I really loved Expose. Oh, my God. Oh, Hurley. <laughs> Okay, then. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> All time. All yes. time great eulogy. Oh, Sawyer boy. pours the diamonds into his hands, and then he throws them all over the bodies, and he says, rest in peace, Nikki and Paolo. Got their names right. Yeah, at least yeah. there was that. He yeah. knows who they are now. <laughs> That's if, if, that, if that ain't a fitting tribute, he mm-hmm. remembered their name. Flashback number 10. It's eight hours ago. Nikki's leading Paolo through the jungle, and she tells them there's a surprise ahead. And then she says that she found the diamonds. Paolo's very confused, and he asks her where, and she says, right here. Give them to me. He tries to play dumb, but she pulls out the gum and says she knows that he found them. Paolo tells her to calm down, and she's unscrewing the lid to a glass bottle with a spider inside. He says, what the hell is that? That's a she psycho op- bitch. That's what that is. Yeah, yeah she's fucking, fucking crazy. crazy. The hell she are you doing? She opens the bottle and throws the the spider at Paolo. Um, the spider bites him, and you know he asks her if she's crazy out of her mind. She's like, now, t- two things remember- I want to interject here. One, now that is a shitty thing to throw in somebody's face. Oh yeah. God! Ah. Two, it's a fairly desperate measure when you th- when you when the idea of launching a spider at somebody as a weapon, like. <laughs> The chance is one that the spider is going to land on a a piece of skin that's that they would actually be able to bite and all that. Like this is a very (laughs) well. Not only does uh, that happen, but it gets them right in the neck. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Yeah, but that's that's less the thing than than he he slaps at the spider, squishes it, and and even if he hadn't done that, the spider's pheromones attract all the males. Right. Yeah. Ah. Um. Brings all the boys to the yard. That's yeah, my spider pheromones. <laughs> so Nikki says, "You remember Doctor Art's friend? Did it bite you? Does it hurt?" 
He told me why they call it the Medusa spider. Want to know why? So that you can monologue about it? Yes. Paolo begins to shake and he grabs her and she she continues. Because one look from Medusa will turn anyone to stone. Just like one bite from the spider will paralyze you for about eight hours. It won't kill you. It'll just slow your heart rate down to the point where even a doctor would have a hard time hearing a heartbeat. Paolo Mm -hmm. then falls to the ground. She continues, you won't be able to move a muscle, so I'll be able to do all sorts of nasty things to you. Wait, what? Wait, what? Yeah, that's kinky. Why did this turn, like, sadistic and, like, what the hell, lady? Yeah, like... He's gonna turn hard as stone, so... Yeah, Yeah, it'll be eight hours, too. Holy crap. Oh, yeah. Did she mean that she was going to do mean things to him or that she was going to do, like, sexual things to him? I don't know. I cannot tell from her tone. Me neither. I, no, I, mean, I can't that's what I say, I can't imagine he had been withholding with sexual favors before. So. Yeah, that's no. true. Yeah. Although maybe well. she's just got a paralyzation kink, you know, that she's never yeah, got to uh, explore before. Full control. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. Well, so yeah. back to Nikki, the fucking rapist. Yeah, Nikki's mm. still giving her monologue. And she says, and since it bit you on the neck, I'd say paralysis will happen fast. And I'm guessing that you have the diamonds on you. Yep, Dr. Nikki. Yep. So she searches his frozen body. Nothing in the shoe. So she throws that in a tree. And then she undoes his belt and zipper. Uh Uh-huh. She reaches in and finds the diamonds in his sack. (laughs) 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 He, you know, can still kind of talk a little bit. He says he's sorry. And he was only afraid that once she had them, she wouldn't need him anymore. He was right. Yep. She says that he's only sorry because he got caught. True. (laughs) They pause for a moment as if they sense something coming. And then Nikki looks around and sees a bunch of the male Medusa spiders coming in. Now that the... (laughs) You're not going to be able to see those. Yeah. (laughs) They're spiders. They're little. Stay there and be fucking dramatic about the whole thing in monologue. She should have known the spiders were coming. Like, why is she that dumb? Well, okay. Okay. I think it's also worth pointing out here that you, we do hear the monster noise a little bit. Like yeah. The, yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Which, and, and, That's so, what they, and suddenly these spiders come out of nowhere. I think this is sort of like implying that the island is passing judgment on them here. That yeah. the monster yeah. sort of Ooh, made yeah. this Whoa. happen. You know what I mean? Like, it's... I do now. I didn't hear the noise. Did you? Did oh, the rest you of you hear the monster yeah. noise? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why they pause for a moment because mm-hmm. they're like, yeah, looking around, and then I'll t- it's a it's a really creepy, great shot. All the spiders suddenly okay. coming out of nowhere. Yeah. I really liked it. I thought the the tension of the scene was awesome. Well, I stupidly missed all of that, and <laughs> um, but all right, yeah. So the monster came by and was like, "You are You're focused on Paolo's sack." All right. <laughs> And, and and Dave just got deep there, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, giggity. Yeah. Now I do. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so anyway, one of the spiders crawls onto Nikki's leg. She shakes it off, but it bit her first. She goes tearing Darn. through the jungle, buries the diamonds, arrives at the beach to find Sawyer and Hurley, collapses face down. They turn her over, and Hurley asks her what happened, and she says, Paralyzed. Oops. Oops. We, we we may get to this in your spider things later, but aren't the females typically the ones that are the venom, the really venomous ones? At least in that I, family, like with Black I, Widows, I thought the the female. Black yeah, they Widows killed them. Were... Well, I'm sure she's going to talk about that in her. Uh, I don't, this is a make believe spider. 
So we can yeah. make believe that the the male spiders also are venomous. There you go. No, I don't have yeah. any facts about whether what what gender spider has the most poison. Um, I just uh. have facts about which uh, spiders are the most uh, venomous. Okay. I'm just gonna. We'll just use they then for these spiders. Mm-hmm. Then oh, they're, they're, they okay. them, not, yeah, not they them. spiders. Do you guys know the difference not, between non-spinary. between venomous and poisonous? I don't think for so. Something to be poisonous, it means you bite it. For something to be venomous, it means it bites uh, you. Ah, nice. Okay. So wait, wait. So if I was to bite a venomous spider, would I get poisoned? You'd poison yourself. <laughs> yeah. mm. Well, hey now. Only one way to find out, and I'm going to do it live on the air, folks. I don't have the answer hours. to your riddles. <laughs> All right, oh I'm going to push through. We're almost done with this yep, shit yep, show. So yep. thirty seconds well, left yep. in the episode. Razzle dazzle. Right. Razzle dazzle. <laughs> The final scene of the episode, we've got Sawyer and Hurley shoveling sand over the diamonds and the paralyzed pair. The crowd disperses while Sawyer and Hurley finish the burial. And for just a brief second, we see Nikki's eyes fly open just before they're both buried alive. Lost title screen and shitty episode. Razzle Razzle. frickin' dazzle. Frickin' dazzle. Thank God. God. What a horrible, horrible episode. Now you we understand how why we hated it oh so much. Oh my god, that's yeah. so I am excited we, for final we tried thoughts. To warn you. Yes. I'm excited to come to this episode's defense. <laughs> <laughs> what? We're gonna have counterpoint. So the cat is out of the bag on the fun facts this week. They are about dangerous spiders. So as we covered, there is no such thing as the Medusa spider. Um, The Lactodectus, that family name, what Derek was saying earlier, would indicate that uh, Dr. Arts was saying the Medusa spider was part of the widow family. I'm going to talk about families of spiders um, until the last couple um, so well, the first... maybe the spider just hadn't been discovered yet. Mm, that could be it. It's true. Yeah, yeah. Nope. It, it 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 sounds very believable. Like you had to think they got some kind of spider expert consultant on this episode, right? Because it's a very believable. Well, that's why spider. I looked it up because I was like, really? There is yeah. something. I thought maybe in Australia because <laughs> they got all, they got that funnel web spider, which is crazy. You know, yeah. so. Everything in Australia is trying to kill you. Everything. Exactly. The, the, the funnel webs are are on uh, my list. The first I have are the recluses. Um, here in North oh, America, mm, we are recluse, aware yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of the brown recluse. Um, you identify it because it has like a fiddle on it. Um, the most dangerous of the recluses is actually the Chilean. The venom of this family of spiders contains what's called a dermonecrotic agent. So it can cause lesions... Um, by basically just killing, killing and the skin. killing your yeah. skin, yeah, causing necrosis. So um, it also can cause systemic conditions, sometimes resulting in renal failure and or death. So this is if the venom gets into your bloodstream. So the widows is another family that includes the black that we know here in North America, um, and there's also brown widows and red legged. There is no Medusa widow. 
Um, the red-legged is the most venomous of all of the widows. Before the invention of an anti-venom, 5% of all bites resulted in death. Now it's very rare that a widow... Um, but I heard it's excruciatingly painful. Exactly. So it causes <laughs> intense pain. What it does is um, it causes all of your muscles to become rigid, um, and you have a hard time moving or flexing or getting any sort of uh, relief. Um, it also comes with malaise, sweating, nausea, vomiting, hypertension... Um, it can temporarily cause uh, spinal or cerebral paralysis, um, but it, that definitely resolves. I don't know about any eight hours, or you can't tell the difference. I don't. None of that is true. Anything more yeah. than four hours, seek medical attention. I can see why they put the fake spider in this family because it you're does saying have... you're saying that these motherfuckers are in North America. Yeah, black widows. Yeah, okay. black so widows. I've seen. Oh them. yeah, yeah. As a I find them mostly like. Dark places, they love to be in wood piles. Like if you have a wood yep. stove, mm -hmm, you'll have black yeah. widows. That'll they have a messy web. Very so messy. As, a, as a recent retransplant to North America, I need to know this. Like, yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. Do, they, do they ever show up in your house? Not yes. really. Yeah. Rarely. Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes they'll come in on your in produce. In a wood pile. Oh my god! Oh, and on then your and, and what? So they it, will they only bite you if you agitate them? Or yeah, they're very shy. Actually, okay. yeah, yeah, they they're don't come gonna, after you. Or, right. or or if a woman throws one at your face, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. There <laughs> is an aggressive uh, spider on this list. We'll we'll get to mm, it shortly. Because I live in a basement apartment, and it is lousy with spiders. There's one right behind you. The funnel web spiders. This is the one Derek That's mentioned. A mean motherfucker. They are found only in Australia. The two most vicious are the Northern and the Sydney. Um, they are one of the most feared of the venomous animals down under. They can be very aggressive when provoked. The venom contains a compound known you as. You only got six legs. Like, how do you provoke them? <laughs> <laughs> you disturb their habitat, I guess. Um, so it contains a compound known as atracotoxin, um, which is an ion channel inhibitor. Ooh, These nice. spiders will not only deliver a full uh, envenomation when they bite, but they often strike repeatedly and are, are pretty vicious. Um, the venom from a funnel web spider species, any of them, can kill a human within minutes if no anti-venom is available. Jesus. So... That's in Australia, Dave. Don't. Yeah, those are out. brutal. Yeah. Then there are two left that it's not a family spider. Uh, the six-eyed sand spider is actually a cousin of the recluses, but they're found in sandy places like in southern Africa. There are only two confirmed bites ever um, of a human, so the risk factor is way down with these. But in studies of their venom, they found it's particularly potent. And what it does is it causes your blood vessels to leak and it thins your blood, and you basically just bleed out and bleed to wow. death if they oh, were to God. get you. Jesus. Yeah. So, the Brazilian wandering spider. This is thought to be the most neurologically active venom of all spiders on the planet. It is regarded as the most dangerous spider in the world. High levels of serotonin contained in the venom will deliver an incredibly painful bite that results in muscle shock. Um, occasional deaths from this spider's venom have happened even after being given the anti-venom. Wow. Yeah. Wait, so and it spikes your serotonin? Isn't that what Molly does? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Maybe you go out feeling all right. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. seriously. <laughs> it doesn't sound like it. But. When, yeah. I, when I looked these up, though, the Brazilian wandering spider is actually quite freakish looking. Um, and I'm going to drop a picture in the next week's pre-show. So get ready for that. Please do. And hey, if you're ever in Brazil and you're looking to party and you can't get your hands on anything, just get some Brazilian wandering spider venom. Well, all that right. thing is crazy looking. Holy crap. Let's do best and worst moments. Dave, and and uh, let's hear from you first. All righty. Uh, my best moment, I love a good callback, it was Boone looking for a pen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I actually thought in general that those scenes uh, with the, you know, the, the, the pilot sort of weaving in the new footage with the old were really seamless and worked really well. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah they were it, actually. It, it didn't feel shoehorned or lame to me. Like even, even Jack giving his speech as well. I thought it, it felt perfectly natural, which uh, I appreciated. Yeah, uh, worst moment uh, is bulletproof breast and the general age difference in that uh, age inappropriate relationship. It, yeah, it made my skin crawl. Hated every second of it. Glad he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ben, how about you? What you what you think? Well, my favorite scene was uh, when she was just dancing around in her in her uh, you know bedazzled bikini. You know, mm-hmm. it's just that's just good fun. Um, <laughs> my least favorite scene, uh, I don't know. There was there's honestly there's so many. Um, <laughs> probably, probably her throwing a spider in in Paolo's face. Yeah, yeah, it's just bad. because like it's so completely unbelievable. One. And two, it's like, wow. Um, yeah, I'm glad they're dead. <laughs> <laughs> My best and worst were the same scene. It was when they get buried alive because one, um, that's fucking great way to see those idiots go out. But also one of, two, one of the grimmest things to ever happen in Lost. Like yeah, crazy it, dark. <laughs> out of nowhere. This, it's true. Like, that was awful. a horrific way to die. Yeah, awful fucking death. Um, and that's why it's also my worst moment, because that is one of my worst fears, is being buried alive. I had mm-hmm. a genuine panic attack when I saw Kill Bill Volume 2 in the theater, and she gets buried alive. And I, I had to do, like, deep breathing because it was too uh, much to watch it. Like, uh, that's seen, just uh, one of my worst fears. Have you seen the movie Buried, starring, of all people, Ryan Reynolds? No. no. Do I, it's should a, I not? It's a 90-minute movie uh, set in a coffin buried underground. And wow. it is oh fucking great. Like, it's a really, really good movie. I for something, able to handle that. For something so constrained, like, it's uh-huh. it's amazing. So the tension is awesome. I recommend it. Okay. Well, I'll need to get some Xanax and then... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or Christy, some spiders. What, what, <laughs> yeah. What right. about you? What do you think, um, uh, best and worst? Uh, best moments. Um, Charlie confessing to Sun <clears throat> that he's the one who took her, not the others. Um, and then son slapping Sawyer. Um, worst moment, most of it, but again, <laughs> being, being buried alive is one of my greatest fears. Um, okay. there's another movie. I can't think of the name of it off the top of my head, but it's, it's one of those like kidnapping movies. And the, the bad guy says to the good guy, you know, I'll, I'll show you exactly what happened to her like his his girlfriend had been taken and he's like you'll you'll go through you know everything that she went through and the guy wakes up and he's buried alive in a coffin and that's uh, mm. terrifying mm. i can't that is i would i don't want to be trapped somewhere and just go absolutely mad because i can't move uh, uh, oh no 
No, well, what would happen is you'd panic, right you'd breathe, you'd breathe, you'd breathe, you'd breathe. Eventually, the air would get thinner and thinner. You'd start to get sleepy. It would actually be a fairly, uh, a fairly calm way to go once you, once you, you know, the terror war. The oxygen level bit. drops. Aren't yeah. you inhaling sand? Though? Not with sand. No, you just suffocate. Yeah, mm. but I move and I twitch and I, I need, I need space. Yeah, I've just stretched too. Yes, mm. you know. Um, it's not necessarily claustrophobia, it's the constriction, but I just, I just need a little bit of space because physically I have to do all this weird shit. Yeah, I don't even like being in a packed crowd, you know, yeah. shoulder to shoulder. No, um, has anybody watched um, the the newer show on F? I think it's on FX, and it stars um, Michael. Oh, it's is it called, called From? Yes, From. Yeah, I haven't seen it, but I I've heard, I've heard great things. Yeah, really, really enjoyed the first season. I don't know if the second season has started yet or where that is, but um, the he, very is it in a coffin? Does it take place in a coffin? <laughs> yeah. No, it doesn't. Um, <laughs> but there, there is a, a scene that makes me feel like that, and like that? It, okay, yeah, just absolutely terrifying. So, Derek, yeah. uh, did the coffin, the coffin, did the buried alive scene make it into your best and worst, or no? Yes, it made it to my best moment. <laughs> Nikki and Powell getting buried alive. That was good. And in the past, though, or the flashbacks, I liked her in a razzle-dazzle bikini. <laughs> and then the worst moment was the entire episode. But if I had to pick the worst of the worst, it'd be when she threw the spider. I was okay. just so dumb. It is. It is so dumb. All right. Let's do some rankings. Derek, keep going. Where'd you, where'd you rank your players and who are you fucking and killing this week? Uh, best was Hurley. I just liked him through this whole episode. Second was Sawyer. And then third was Charlie. I put Charlie in there because, you know, like um, Christy said, he's starting to kind of redeem himself by confessing to son what he yeah. did. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> and the worst is Paolo. And second worst is Nikki. I'm going to fuck Juliet because she. I liked her in that scene in the in the hatch. And I'm going to kill Dr. Doctor. And <laughs> <laughs> blow him up again. Ours are similar. I had Hurley at, on top. I had Charlie as second over Sawyer as third because Charlie, I thought his redemption, uh, I, I don't know, I just ranked it over whatever Sawyer was doing. I have Nikki and Paolo as my worst, and I have her ranked first because she, uh, like, I get it, like, they're both murderers, but she's just a really annoying bitch. Um, and so I'm I'm putting her at the top. Um, I'm fucking uh, oiled up Sawyer on a pile of diamonds. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I'm also going to kill Dr. Doctor because uh, you can't just be leaving poisonous, dangerous spiders around in jars on the camp. Like, what are you doing? Uh, so that's my opinion. He was probably Dave, expecting you- not to explode. Right. Yeah, he didn't <laughs> think he was going to blow up. I guess so. <laughs> but I'm still <laughs> mad at him. Dave, did you come with some rankings, even though yeah. uh, they don't technically add to the score? Yeah, uh, well, yeah, I understand that. That's that's why I tried to keep I try to keep mine unorthodox, like okay. ones <laughs> that I don't think other people will pick. Although, having said that, my number one is Sawyer, uh, but right. my number three is Billy D. Williams, baby. Good to see him. <laughs> Completely yeah. took me by surprise because I totally forgot. Uh, Lando Calrissian, yeah, Lando yeah. himself. Uh, just a, an amazing addition to the show, like an amazing small bit of world building where they can have this like that is he is the exact level of actor that would be in that kind of show in 2004 right. oh know? hell yeah right. i thought it was yeah. great very uh very believable 
Uh, my number two top three character, number two is Vincent because he tried to warn them. He tried to say <laughs> <laughs> the, the most compassionate uh, character in this episode. Uh, my oh number my one, like I said, is Sawyer because I just thought he was on top form in this episode. I loved uh-huh. his general nonchalance about Nikki and Paolo's deaths. Like, so like so many times. Who, who's be, Nikki? Yeah, so many times <laughs> Hurley called him out for his lack of sensitivity and he never learned a thing. You know, we had it. We had, we had three all time great Sawyer quotes, which are who the hell is Nikki, forensics hatch and perimeter sweep. <laughs> He was just hilarious in this episode. Um, my, my honorable mentions are Son and Charlie because I, I thought they both uh, handled their situations really well. Charlie surprised me by owning up to his previous crimes, and I thought Son handled Sawyer really well. You know, she didn't, right. she wasn't irrational about it. She knew Jin would go off the handle, so she kept him out of it, but she gave him a good slap. Yep. Uh, my bottom three characters <laughs> at number three, it's Shannon. Way to remind me why I'm glad you're dead. Yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, number two is Ben Linus. I kind of thought that the Ben Linus Juliet scene was the most superfluous scene in the entire episode. It didn't really matter. It felt shoehorned in. The walkie talkie never really came back around to mean anything. Yeah. Uh, I, I, that scene didn't work for me. And I thought Ben, ben Linus just came across as a little rat in it. I hated it. And uh, my my least favorite character in the whole episode was Howard Howie Zuckerman, <laughs> aka Conshonery. Uh My Born. fuck, and you guys are not going to like this. My fuck is Paolo because he's a very good looking man. <laughs> and guys, we love a simp, right? He would do anything <laughs> for me. <laughs> I'm pretty sure uh, uh, the episode that you that you did in season two, I think you fucked Sawyer too. Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. Like to be gay on this podcast, which is you're not in real life. No, no, but you know, uh, I I like to I like to take it from a sort of uh, my fuck kills from a sort of neutral sexuality perspective. You know, Ah, like (laughs) like it's based on Hollywood. Everyone's gay once in a while. (laughs) 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 It's really more based on vibes than actual attraction. You know. Got it. Uh, having said that, uh, my kill is the same as everybody else so far. It's Leslie Arst, mostly to save him from himself. I think <laughs> I think I would right. I would I would be a lot more gentle than blowing him up with dynamite. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but that's painless. <laughs> True. That was also I mean, fun to watch. It? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> All right, uh, Christy. How about you? What are your rankings? Um, I put Hurley in the top because you know I I just love Hurley. Um, I put Charlie second because I like that he came clean to Sun. I don't know why I didn't put Sawyer in his third. I didn't put anybody in his third, but yeah, Sawyer would be third. Um, bottom, I only have two, Nikki first and then Paolo. Um, I am fucking Lando Calrissian. Of course. Um, yeah, and I'm going to go a little different than all of you. I'm killing Ethan Oh, oh, you do like to kill him when he pops up. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like whack-a-mole right. for yeah. <laughs> every time Ethan also <clears throat> smacks him back down. Ben Jammin, why don't you give us yours and then uh, also the updated totals. Alrighty. Yeah, I've got her. Uh, let's see. Hurley in first place and Sawyer in second. I Sawyer mainly because like even with limited screen time, he was uh, like, like David said, there's a lot of, a lot of good, uh, kind of zingers that he was throwing in there. Yeah, for sure. Um, Charlie in third, because he is starting to, uh, you know, make up for some of his previous trespasses. 
for worse, I've got Nikki because she's just an awful murderous cunt. Uh, <laughs> then, then Paolo, obviously, because he's a <laughs> yeah, a hot little simp, but also a murderous cunt. Um, then I've got yeah. Shannon coming back in, in for third worst. My fucking kill are going to be the same, and I have to tie these together because what I'm going to do is I'm going to when everyone's asleep, I'm going to dig up Nikki. Ew. I'm going to I'm going to let my paralysis kink take over and then I'm just going to when I'm done I'm just going to put the dirt back over her and uh, let sleeping cunts lie what razzle the- dazzle yep <laughs> razzle Wow, Rape, Ben, that's dark. You, well, you've, you've, you've inspired me with all of your, I'm going to have a threesome with, uh, you know, with the sun god Ra on a pile of diamonds. Like, you're you're getting increasingly ornate every time we do one of these. So I felt like I had to, you know, I had to try to contribute. <laughs> all right. All right. Thank you. What do the rankings look like after your disturbing fuck? <laughs> she was alive. I'd like to think she was willing, too. I'd like to think she was willing. Uh-huh. I'm no Zuck, but hey. Oh um, my god! <laughs> first place, we still I always we have pretend Sol- they're they're willing as well when I force a character into it, like a threesome. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I yeah. hope no one's having right. rape fantasies on this show. <laughs> <laughs> so we have uh, Sawyer in first place with 81 points. Hurley pulling into second place with 70 Ooh. points, displacing Juliet, who is now in third with 64. And we still have a two-way horse race between Ben and Desmond. Uh, well, outside- Kate's only. Four points behind them. Yeah. It's almost it's like a three way down there. Hey that's now. <laughs> hey now. I like uh, that, the bottom uh, of the barrel. The bottom of the barrel stays. Uh, well, actually changes a little bit. We've got Danny still at 90 points. Paolo looks like he's peaking or hitting his, uh, his nadir at negative uh, 80. So it doesn't look uh-huh. like he's going to catch Danny and uh, Nikki at negative 37 points. So while Nikki was a far worse character and, uh, you know, morally bankrupt and just awful in every way she had less than half the points of paolo so we, yeah, we, oh, we really, really hated paolo, paolo. Yeah. To watch i guess well he when he was hitting the golf balls we all got really mad yeah at him. yeah and in the bathroom scene pool yeah. still works <laughs> <laughs> and and the poop stick scene yeah, yeah there's the poop yeah. stick yeah poop stick happened all right he doesn't Guys. wash his hands it's true <laughs> um Shall we do some final impressions? Yes, How about let's. Christy, what do you think, Christy? Um, one of the absolute worst episodes of the entire series. Um, I will say I- I'm curious as to how they filmed this because I mean, clearly Nikki and Paolo weren't around in season one. Um, so I'm I'm wondering, did they refilm? Yeah, it probably had all a, of this stuff. I, I mean, so. some of it. They had a continuity team, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, I did a little bit of reading, and some of the uh, footage from the pilot, the airplane crash, like the initial crash on the island, uh, some of that in the newly filmed scenes was CGI, which I think is great, because I didn't notice at all. I think it looks amazing. I didn't either. Uh, I didn't notice, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, clearly... A lot better they... CGI than the... Than the smoke monster. Polar like, bear. Yeah, yeah, the polar bear. The polar bear. <laughs> I mean, clearly they they refilmed, you know, like they they brought Boone and Shannon back so that they could film, um, you know, the airport scene and stuff like that. But yeah, I didn't know about the CGI. I was, I was very curious about how they did that. Um, Sawyer did have some some great stuff in here, you know, who's Nikki, who's Paolo. Um, yeah, so I'm, I, I'm glad it's over. Um, but yeah, this was this was the one that when Lacey said, 
hey, do you want to do this podcast? I was like, yup. And I call that episode. <laughs> Definitely did. Um, yeah, my final impression, too. Just so just dumb. I mean, it, some hilarious bits. And, you know, like overall, I, I laughed through a lot of it. But it's just tedious to get through this episode, especially yeah. after directly after the man from Tallahassee when, you know, Locke's dad pops out of Ben's box. And then you'd like... Oh my God! What's going to happen next? And then you have to watch this, like, weird caper. Um, <laughs> so I'm ready to get back to the like, the real story. Um, and you know, I, the best thing about the episode was that they died, and so that's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Um, all right, let's have Dave uh, sandwiched in between the four of us here, since he says he's going to defend the episode. Well, I was actually going to ask if I could go last. If, well, if you, you can't go mind. last because Derek has to go last, but oh, I can let you go, go after Ben. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. Ben, yeah. next. Um, characters I don't give a shit about, doing things I don't give a shit about, and then dying. I mean, that's <laughs> right. that that is that is the entirety of the episode for me. Um, it was like, yeah, it, it's basically falling off a cliff. You have the man from Tallahassee, which is one of the best episodes, and then you go to this, which. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just at this point, it's sort of like a quality control thing. This episode is, as far as I'm concerned, should not have existed. And they do it to you twice in this season. It's a real fucking roller coaster because you go from flashes before your eyes, Desmond, awesome episode to stranger in a strange land with Jack and his goober taff too. And then they do it again. Yeah. From man from Tallahassee to expose. It's just like, holy fuck guys. Well, and when I, when I first saw this episode, my, my thing was it, it didn't, need to be there 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 was nothing it did nothing to advance no. the plot it mm-hmm. it did nothing for anybody you think the series had jumped the shark yeah That's basically what it feels like yeah. yeah i mean you could say the only thing of any consequence that happened in this entire episode was that charlie comes clean but if we're talking That's about this true. from an actual for an actual story arc there's nothing right. else that moves anything in the story within this narrative mm-hmm. so the entire thing feels like um it feels like a thought balloon that somebody should have just let go free. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right, Dave, you ready? Yeah. All right. So All right. with that Let's caveat that Christy just mentioned, and I, 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 I got to say that I completely agree, right? Absolutely no pr- uh, story advancement at all. Having mm-hmm. said that, I want to, I, I want to start off by reading a quote from executive producer, Carlton Cuse. Okay. Okay. So Carlton Cuse said, he, he called this episode quote, a little bit more of an anthology episode for the show. And that he felt that, quote, it's unrealistic in a show that is now 72 episodes in that every episode is going to be, you know, chock full of plot momentum. I think it's entirely reasonable. And we sort of by necessity have to have episodes that aren't super narratively, you know, propelled. So I think that that's a, 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 a necessary lens to view this episode through. OK, you so kind of keep in mind. Right. Yeah, you got to keep in mind that back then this was a serialized drama that was getting orders of 20 plus episodes a season, right? That kind of shit works for law and order for like procedurals, shit like that. It's, it's also the reason why nowadays dramatic TV shows, serialized television will only get orders of like 10 to 13 episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Because it works narratively. It works. It's good for story, right? It keeps it going. Um, So with all those caveats, I think that this is actually a great example of a filler episode. I think if you have to have filler episodes, which the show did have to have at this time, 
this is what you do with it, right? Uh, the, the inverse of this is Stranger in a Strange Land, which was a fucking shit episode, you know, like <laughs> both, right. both unnecessary and not even good as a self-contained story. This one was good as a self-contained story. I, uh, I love the cheesiness of Nikki's TV show. I think that was yeah. great. Um, I, I also read it. I did a little bit of research behind this episode. And I read that expose started as an idea in the writer's room because when they were running into trouble with coming up with episode with ideas for lost, they would write this other show called expose just for fun, just to get it out. Like this intentionally shitty, they said it, it said in my research that they ended up with about 10 episodes of expose written just when <laughs> they were, goofing, just when they were wow. goofing off, which I think is, I love that it was Hurley's favorite show. Yeah. 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 yeah that's awesome. Um, so I, I, I thought that the plot sort of reflected one of these cheesy, like noir. I think he used the word caper, Lacey, which was great. Like, like the, the, it was, it was a very meta yeah. episode in that way. I thought like the, yeah. the whole murder mystery. I loved how it started off as like a Hurley Sawyer, Hardy Boys thing. And then more people just kept getting <laughs> in on the mystery. Like you had Charlie joining in, you had son. It was like, it was, right. it's, it was something for them to do that day on the island, which is hilarious. Um, the weaving of the old episode footage was great, I thought. Um, Hurley's eulogy was great. Uh, it was a poetic <laughs> send-off, That's and true. it was very, like, like audience, you know, fan service, a poetic send-off to Nikki and Paolo, these two universally hated characters. I loved how Nikki got her diamonds in the end, and she wasn't yeah. even dead when she got them. Like, she had them, and then was just buried with them. I thought that was, like, poetic. One of the grimmest endings that Lost has ever done, like I said right. before, like like super dark but uh, like a, a crazy thing for them to do and I loved that they went there. Um, let me see, I had something else written down here. No, I didn't, that's it. Uh, I think as a self-contained story, it was really great and I understand, I totally get why people wouldn't like it because it didn't propel it forward, but I felt that was somewhat out of necessity. They just had too many episodes they had to write. Yeah, yeah, you make a good <laughs> argument. Derek, what do you think? Are you going to still uh, hate on it? Or has Dave changed your mind at all? What do you think? And and uh, I'm guessing you're not left with many lasting questions since nothing happened. But, uh... <laughs> right. <laughs> what do you that think? was a good argument, Dave, but I still don't agree because this episode did nothing to advance the story. It seems like it was just created specifically to kill off Nikki and Paolo. For me, it was the worst episode of the series so far, and I hated it. Worse than Stranger? <laughs> Yes. Oof. Okay. And they yeah. said that there's another one like later on called Across the Sea that's really shitty too. Yeah. I was reading uh, about that. I'm not a big fan of that one. Yeah, I think yeah. like I, I totally take your meaning that like, you know, they have too many too many episodes to fill and I get that, but to me that's sort of like saying They could have come up with something. Yeah, it, it's sort of like saying, well, some, you know, they, there was too much canvas for them to paint on, so they did a shitty painting. And it's like, yeah. well, I don't, get, I don't, I personally don't care about the format. For yeah, me, it's yeah. about the end, the hour of entertainment I either got from it or I didn't. I, I, I agree with you there. I think it's, it's a writer's job, you know, to do a good job. But that's, that's why I think this episode was well written, like self contained. You know, the mystery unfolded, everything sort of, they introduced elements yeah. to the mystery and then resolved them by the end. It was good writing. Other than the walkie talkie, yeah. I thought that was kind of, um, that was lazy. I thought expose was. I'd rather watch an hour of expose. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I haven't said that. I also. Yeah. I also read that they had it, it, before they decided to kill Nikki and Paolo off. They did originally plan to do an entire 
episode yep, I read that uh, too. With, of, of just expose and that was going to serve as Nikki's flashback episode but yep. it was going to be like you think this is her actual past and then and they wanted uh, to have more gags like one of them was where Nikki and Paolo find Shannon's asthma inhaler and just throw it out <laughs> oh really <laughs> <laughs> that would have been amazing yeah <laughs> That would be great. Derek, the episode Across the Sea is uh, almost at the ending of the show. It's the about characters episode, you haven't even met yet, so we'll we'll get there. Um, but as far as biggest questions, no, like Dave said, they pretty much resolved everything, and the only question I've had is, why did they even create these characters? <laughs> <laughs> but I know why, because fans wanted them. Careful, All right, guys. Um, Dave, it has been awesome to have you here. It's um, been awesome to be here. Thank you so much for having me. We- yeah, we have plans to have you back again in further seasons for sure. Um, but not next week. Next week, the four of us are back. It is for season three, episode 15. It's called Left Behind. It's Derek's first turn at a Kate episode. Can you believe that shit? All right. Derek's going to do some Kate next week. We'll see you then. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks again for coming, Dave. Thank you very much for having me. Bye, everybody. See you next week. Good night. Bye. Check out Lost the Plot. (laughs) Check out Lost (laughs) the (laughs) Plot. Sneaky plug at the end. (laughs) Yep. Lost in My 40s is a Space Bear Media production. Executive produced and edited by me, Lacey J. Sound engineering, editing, and original music by Benjamin Trim. Like and follow Lost in My 40s on Facebook to interact with your hosts. Plus, follow Space Bear Media on YouTube to watch our episode pre-shows. You can also find us at Space Bear underscore media on Instagram and Twitter. Or... Come to our website, spacebearmedia.com.